Welcome to the Half Yard Line. I'm Tim. I am Luke. And this is a very special edition of the Half Yard Line today. We are talking youth football and, and not in your glory days, Luke, uh, of Biafa football. And well Britain. remembered, yes. Hey, I will never forget Biafa football. Rare that they're going to get uh, British a shout Youth out. American Football Association. That's unbelievable. You've you've pulled that, but yeah, that's exactly what it was so called. We surprisingly in the United States do not have a British Youth American Football Association. That, sh- that shocks me to hear. What we should have is an American Youth American Football Association. Biafa. Yeah. 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 That's what it would yeah. be. But we don't. We have the certainly the preeminent youth football organization in the country is called pop warner yeah. uh, pop warner football has been around for ever um and you know does great things for youth football around the country yeah and uh who knows tim maybe in the in the pop warner ranks right now someone's watching the next patrick mahomes the next eric henry the they next, all started there the next tyreek hill yeah they all started that do you, do you know why it's called pop warner by the way uh it's named after a guy called Pop Warner, his, as I recall. Yeah, it's funny. Funny enough, his name was Pop Warner. Um, he was a coach in the early part of the 20th century. He invented the single and the double wing formation. Did not know that. You don't see a lot of double wing run these days, unfortunately. Although not as much. I'm sure my Titans are running at some point. But I bet you you see it more in Pop Warner than you do in the pros. Yeah, he also <laughs> he also invented the three point stance, which is a pretty key part of football. I Indeed, suggest. probably contributed to him at one stage having the most wins of any college football coach ever. He was uh, the architect of four national championships in the uh, the te- in the teens and the twenties, nineteen twenties. Uh, most of these kids would probably think the teens is you know like ten years ago, twenty tens, nineteen fifteen, sixteen, and eighteen at the University of Pittsburgh, Tim, a hey. town near and dear to your heart, and Indeed. also at Stanford in nineteen twenty six. So a four time national champ, Pop Warner, who then uh, contributed a lot to the junior football program, which now bears his name. So a couple of uh, notable folks who were. Uh, Pop Warner football players, Paul Tagliabue, NFL former, Hall of Famer and former commissioner, uh, Jim Thorpe, NFL Hall of Famer and arguably the greatest athlete the United States has ever produced, John Bon Jovi, really? JBJ, Sean P. Diddy Combs, okay, and Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg's son played uh, uh, college football at a decent level, I think. Indeed. Um, oh, what was his name? His last Snoop. Name's, no, his last, his last <laughs> name's Snoop Jr. His last name's Broadus. Is uh is um Snoop Dogg's real last name? I can't remember his his son's first name, but yeah, his son played at a reasonable level as well. So, so just a little bit on the history of Pop Warner football here. So, Pop Warner was started not by Pop Warner, an owner of a factory in Northwest Philadelphia had a problem, and that problem was teenagers would throw rocks at his factory and they would break his windows. If you believe the website, a hundred windows broken in a single month by these raucous kiddos. And so with the help of a friend named Joe Tomlin, the owner of this factory decided, hey, we need to start a sports league, something to get these kids busy so they're not throwing rocks at my factory. Decided basically to get other factory owners around the area, building owners in the area uh, to help fund the league. And they put together a four-team schedule. It was called the Junior Football Conference in the 1929 inaugural season. So not Pop Warner at the beginning. By 1933, so four years into its existence, They'd expanded to 16 teams, so pretty good growth. And at that point, legendary coach Glenn Scobie Pop Warner was in Philadelphia coaching the Temple Owls. And Joe Tomlin 
met him at a banquet for Temple and asked if he would be interested in coming and speaking at the spring clinic for the junior football conference. When Pop Warner agreed, as did about 11 other college coaches. Uh, so there was going to the idea was you're going to have this big clinic and it was going to be an event and they wanted to have some big names come to try to attract um, additional youth football players to this clinic. And that worked. Ultimately, they had about 800 kids sign up for the clinic. Um, but the weather that day was atrocious. It was freezing. There were high winds, a torrential rain, sleet even, and all of the coaches who had agreed to come canceled, except for Glenn Scobie Warner, Pop Warner. So Pop Warner shows up planning to give a very short speech at the clinic and ends up holding court with a microphone for over two hours talking to 800 kids and their families about football and and how he feels about football uh, and won a lot of supporters that evening. And literally that evening is when they decided to rename the league in honor of Pop Warner, the Pop Warner Football League. Yeah, um, an innovator on the uh, on the gridiron, old Pop Warner, and also a contributor to the next generation, the the next generation that follows the next generation and so on. Forever uh, and ever. Into, in, into the future. Yeah. And, you know, Luke, obviously a big part of youth football is not just the competitive aspect, right? You're teaching the kids to be good teammates. You're teaching them sportsmanship. You're teaching them uh, tenacity and stick and um, all of the things that come with team sports and some of the benefits of that. So, um, however, today we are talking about the maybe the competitive end For of sure. Pop Warner football. The business end, Tim. The, the business. This is where the kids start making their money. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, no NIL in the uh, Pop Warner ranks i don't think at this no they, they are compensated for their trip down to uh the pop warner super bowl which was held this week is being held this week in orlando florida they get one night at universal studios uh they shut the park only open it to the football players having a great time down there that sounds great riding harry potter and, and all that jazz i there isn't a uh, 30 and above age group is that i could play uh there is not okay. there is not it a just 30. sounds like a great opportunity to go go to go get a free free night in uh in orlando yeah i think their parents have paid handsomely for their right to be there but <laughs> the uh the tickets to the theme park are included in the experience nice um but you know they get uh, the the championship games are all held on the same field the nfl used to play the pro bowl down there in orlando so really cool experience for the kids to go down there and play obviously you had to win your region uh to get the opportunity to go down there to play in your region you had to win in your local league and so these kids have had very successful years on the football field um all the teams who have made it down there uh, they've taken eight in each age bracket um obviously should be proud of of the season that they put in um and why are we talking about this so that's an interesting question um, I was about to ask because you know I've you know you just you just started the podcast and I was <laughs> just sitting here. What we normally do is cover the NFL, and so uh, Luke and I have talked to the NFL for a long time um, and decided to start sharing some of those conversations with the people. Uh, so if you like what you hear today, if you're interested uh, in hearing more about what we have to say, um, would certainly invite you to listen to our other content. Um, same place you found this podcast, you'll find all the other podcasts. Uh, we just published our Week 13 podcast. Uh, so interesting commentary on uh, the NFL season coming to the home stretch. Uh, we we'll certainly invite you to to take a listen to that. You can follow us on the social media uh, at Half Yarn Lied Pod on Instagram and Twitter, uh, or email us uh, for the older generation uh, at Half Yard Line Pod at Gmail dot com. Why are we talking about this? So that's an interesting question. <laughs> so I happen to have a friend who's uh, got a son who was uh, qualified this year for the Pop Warner Super Bowl. Shout out to Griffin, number nine. Awesome job. Uh, being the big supporters of youth football that you and I are, we felt like it was an opportunity to give a couple shout outs to the kids. Um, and so I want to give it a big shout out to the North Raleigh Wake Forest Bulldogs. 
um, particularly their 10U group, uh, their 13U group also qualified for the Pop Warner Super Bowl. So congratulations. A couple of teams for Raleigh making it out uh, of the region. Um, but specifically that 10U team um, has had a heck of a year uh, and we wanted to give them a little bit of a shout out. Yeah, good for them. Like you say, there's no there's no easy routes to the uh, the Pop Warner Super Bowl and uh, they find themselves up against some some of the sternest competition that these United States can put out in their, in their age group. I, I have one question, which is just, how do I get a job naming the team? That's probably something that I think I could add quite a lot of value to. So North Rally Wake Forest Bulldogs is, you know, it's a mouthful. It's a mouthful. It's a mouthful. It, it do, you know, it does a job. They were, however, in the first round up against, I think my pick of best team name, which was the Oakleaf Renegades of, of Florida. So a home state team, perhaps getting a little edge here. In a the little edge. Super. I'll tell you what else they had an edge in um, and all credit to the folks there in Oakleaf. Uh, huge. These kids were huge. Oh, yeah. oh, I mean, you look at boy. the NFL, there are a lot of Florida born and raised uh, NFL players. Um, and yeah, watching the, watching the, uh, the the game back on this one, there were some, uh, there were some kids who, who certainly looked to have gotten an early start on the, on, I think a few of them could probably bench press me at this stage. Yeah. At the end of the day, this is a tough one for the Bulldogs. Um, obviously Oakley, tough competition. Um, <clears throat> started out as kind of a defensive struggle. Oakley gets a big touchdown uh, in the first quarter. Follows it up with uh, a pretty good drive uh, in the second quarter for another one. And at that point, if you're the Bulldogs, you're going to have to try to make some things happen. Um, shortly after halftime, the Bulldogs were going. Had a uh, unfortunate pick six that pretty much put this one in the books. And then kind of pouring salt in the wound at the end. Not to my liking, but uh, certainly well within their rights. Five minutes left in the fourth quarter leading the game. Uh, 20 to nothing. And Oakleaf hits a deep shot that ultimately is called back but followed up on the very next play with another deep shot rainbow pass that ends up going for a touchdown final score 27 nothing obviously not what the bulldogs were looking for uh worth noting here the oakleaf renegades have also played their second game uh and finished the exact same 27 to nothing against the lower perk longhorns which was actually my personal favorite name yeah i was also a fan of the and this is uh, other side of the bracket but the saddleback valley blue bears i also quite like that one um, but the, the oakleaf renegades like you say on a uh, collision course with the other side of the bracket the addison cowboys from illinois who have chalked up a 28 zip and a 30 13 win on their way to the actual super bowl itself which is held later on this week so no shame in uh, in running into what seems like uh, a bit of a buzzsaw. Yeah, though I have to tell you on the name on the name bit, the Addison Cowboys and the Colorado Warriors really need to step it up. The Manchester Redhawks, the Saddleback Valley Blue Bears, the Oakleaf Renegades, the North Raleigh Wake Forest Bulldogs, the Reno Miners, and the Lower Perk Longhorns all brought it in the name game. Um, so we're gonna have to step it up, Addison Cowboys. Yeah, but uh, the North Raleigh. Wake Forest Bulldogs find themselves in the consolation racket uh, where they chalked up a win, Tim. Heck yeah. 12 to 7 over those Reno Miners. Who, a long, a long travel for uh, the kids from Reno, Nevada, all the way to Orlando. So maybe some uh, some difficulty adjusting to the the time zone. You know, that west to east travel, the, east, the West Coast NFL teams always say, you know, it's a nightmare. It's like playing at 10 in the morning. That's right. But uh, the Reno Miners fell 12 to 7 to the NRWF Bulldogs. Yeah, no, big win in their second game. Came out, got a big early touchdown uh, by Amari Johnson. So great play by him. Um, set the tone early, go up six to nothing. Uh, followed that up a couple of uh, drives later with a pick six by Xavier Smith in, in what had to be the play of the tournament for the Bulldogs. Great pick six. You know, QB 
to his credit, stands in the pocket, takes the shot, Absolutely. delivers the ball, but a little bit of a duck. I think it's fair to say some 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 pace taken off the ball by the hit. And heck of a catch, though. Great catch. High points the ball, and then uh, and it caught it over his head too. I mean, the ball was behind him. It was it was a two hander, but reminiscent of the Odell Beckham Jr. catch uh, in the end zone. <laughs> yeah, tweet. back when he played with the Giants in in the before times. Yeah, and then uh, and then. You know, once the you know what we what we know about defensive backs, Tim. The second they get their hands on that football, it's end zone or bust, regardless of where you are on the field. The house, but in this case, a visit to the residence uh, and a great run back, um, finding the alley and and, and turn the jets taking it up the side and outran everybody yeah. to the house. And uh, that's what all good defensive backs should do. Absolutely epic play. Ultimately became the game winning scores. They would finish twelve to seven. Not the only interception in this game. Aiden Amodio with a second uh, pick for the team really kept. Things moving their momentum in the first half. Um, coming out in the second half, you know, defense was big for the Bulldogs. Miners had one good drive where they ultimately uh, did end up getting a touchdown. Obviously, everybody would like to win the championship, and only one team gets to do that. Awesome work for uh, the Bulldogs there, getting their uh, getting their win. Yeah, the other thing you'd say is a lot of teams fall, but only the great teams rise again. So maybe we'll come back next year in the uh, eleven and under age group, and this uh, this same this same class has learned from. Learned from a tough beat uh, in the first game this year and uh, and brings it next year. Was he saying Batman? Was Alfred say to him? Why why do we fall, Master Bruce? So that we can learn to get ourselves up again. That's my Michael Caine impression. Um, <laughs> so maybe that's something we can All learn. All the kids are trying to figure out who that is. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, more power to you and good luck uh, Good luck as, you, as yeah. you move up the ranks. You know, you mentioned obviously 10 U's, the first age group you can get down there to Florida. Uh, so qualifying early. Get back there again. Give it another shot next year. Big congratulations to the North Raleigh Wake Forest Bulldogs and all the teams down at the Pop Warner Super Bowl. Um, big championship game coming up. Addison and Oak Leaf. I'm going Oak Leaf, Tim. I, uh, you know, listen. Oak Leaf demolished the Lower Perk Longhorns, 27 to nothing, and that was after Lower Perk had won their first game, scoring 36 points. So it's clear that uh, Oak- iron sharpens iron, Tim. <sighs> Oak Leaf is uh, that's a tough team. I also just like a the nickname Renegades is great, and b the logo is like a bandit with a kerchief over his nose and mouth. So it looks like a what? I'm sorry, kerchief, kerchief, like kerchief? a hand- like a handkerchief, bandana, if you will, <laughs> uh, over his nose and mouth. So looks like uh, ready to come in and maybe steal a win in that uh, final matchup. Good One never to, knows. Good luck to both. Kind of appropriate. You've got the Cowboys versus the Renegades. You know, it's the old West showdown. I like it down there at Camping World Stadium. Got to be in, in Texas though, shouldn't it? Yeah, not well, not so much for the Longhorns, although they're from Pennsylvania, so maybe not so much. Well, and the them. Cowboys are from Illinois, so yeah, this is a confusing end to what has been uh, <laughs> uh, hopefully a very enjoyable uh, half yard line special on the Pop Warner Super Bowl. Good luck to the two combatants on Friday in that final matchup down there in Orlando, and uh, congratulations to all the teams who participated this year. And uh, as you move on up through the ranks, just take those lessons and uh, bring them into the next year, and maybe you'll go home with the championship. So thanks for joining us on this uh, Pop Warner special edition of the Half Yard Line. And if you're interested in hearing us discuss some American football players who are slightly older uh, and play this game professionally in the National Football League, our podcast is available weekly via all good podcast platforms and probably some terrible ones as well that we don't know about. Uh, We'd love to have you along. uh, Available Wednesdays-ish and we'll talk all things NFL. So if you like what you heard and you want to hear a little more from these two voices, then uh, please join us on the pod every week and we look forward to seeing you down the track.